Welcome to Two Slices, a simple podcast with a couple of guys. I'm Sean. And I'm Roger. And we're here to serve you up our thoughts on what we're reading, what we're thinking, and what we're up to. Let's see where we go from here. Thanks for joining us for The Slice. All right, and we are back, and it is episode two of the Two Slices podcast. How are you, Sean? Good. Yeah, it's really good to be back. Thanks for joining us, everyone. It is good to be back, and uh, man, it feels good to get our legs under us and get this new season going, and a lot of things happening. If you're listening, maybe you're catching this podcast for the very first time, you're thinking, what is the Two Slices podcast? It is a, it's just a couple guys, you know, um, I'm, I'm a little older than you, but we're, we're, we're just talking about what we're reading, what we're thinking, what we're into, uh, maybe something that might inspire us, maybe inspires you, and we want to share that with you, you know. So yeah. uh, we're getting a lot of great feedback. People are enjoying the podcast. They enjoyed season one, <clears throat> and we have a lot of people anticip- anticipating season two. So that's exciting, man. Yeah, so we're happy to be here, and, <clears throat> and uh, we'll see where we go with this one. But So I think this is our third, but we're calling it two, because if you, if you haven't heard... We did an episode zero of this season just to catch you guys up on our uh, in our time jump. So when you see movies and their sequels, sometimes there's a time jump. Yes. Uh, so for us, it's just kind of explaining where we've been for the last uh, about nine months and some of the stuff that was going on in our life. So if you haven't yeah. listened to that, check it out. It's a short one. Now, now, how's your week been, man? What's been happening this week? Week's been week's been good. Uh, week's been really full. I was. Uh, speaking with you earlier, week's been one of those things where it's like, oh my goodness, there are so many, every day I've woken up to like new problems, um, just kind of across the board of uh, kind of work and everything. Right. But Rachel is doing great and I'm doing great. It's just like, okay. It was just kind of like a lot of issues that weren't on the calendar or weren't planning for just kind of popped up. And, you know, fortunately, each of them are getting dealt with one at a time. But yeah. yeah. And, and I, you know, not to dive too much into personal life, but you're on Baby Watch. And so, you know, that's kind of why we're putting these podcasts. We're trying to get two or three, three of them recorded yep. because you might get a phone call and we're, you're done for four weeks. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're exactly that. So we're on Baby Watch and uh, she could, she could go kind of any time. I mean, she might text me today while we're doing this, but. Uh, uh, we're so we're super. That would super be awesome. Breaking this. news. I know that would come five weeks later. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. So we're we're, we're really pumped, and you know, this uh, is our first. So uh, there's a lot of unknown, but yeah, uh, we're so, really so excited. It's, it's interesting. We're in different stages in our life because this is your first, and yeah, yeah. my my uh, middle son, my youngest, has gotten married. Right, and my middle son's in his last year of school, and he'll be maybe next year, or the year after, be moved out, and so mm-hmm. we're in kind of different seasons of. Our our life, but I, that's yeah. what I love about this podcast is yeah. we bring a little bit different perspective, and we have something exciting. It is football season time, buddy. It's we're about there. We are, we are here. I mean, it yep. is literally your Eagles are having a preseason game tonight. They are. They are. So when this airs, it'll be after. But yeah, it's it's really cool for you and I because we just both love football. So for for those of you that don't know, Sean is an Eagles NFC guy, and that yep. was my dog Baxter. In case if you hear the bark, yeah, he's my golden retriever. So he likes to get in the podcast every once in a while. But Sean is a e- diehard Eagles fan. Grew up in Philly. Uh, Philly sports guy. Yep. I am a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. AFC guy. 
Um, and uh, uh, we love our football, but we're both Ohio State Buckeye fans. Yeah, we are. Which is, we which are. is kind of our common ground we have. Yeah, you grew up in Ohio, and I went to Ohio State, so it's just one of those common areas. <laughs> yep. So I'm kind of an Ohioan by the fact that I've been here now for more than half my life. What do you think it is, Sean, about sports that captures America, especially football, in the fall it's like the our whole country it's like it's not even just a guy thing anymore. It's just America. It oh, captures okay. the whole country. So I got to give a shout out to my little sister Heather. Uh she is one of the most avid uh Eagles fans that uh, you'll ever meet. I love it. Faithful love to it. the end. Fly Eagles fly. Go birds head. That's right. Um but no, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I don't know. I think that for me, uh, there's a lot of like nostalgia to it. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, that for, for you and I, Roger, uh, you and I, I think both like the season of like autumn and the fall. Right. Generally, love the fall. I, I just love the temperatures cool a little yes. bit. I, yeah. I don't need 90 degrees. I'm not like, what was this, a snowbird where I want to, when it's, when it's wintertime, that I'm just really looking for it to be 85. So when it comes to the fall, and it sort of pulls back a little bit, and you and I both like smoking meats, and like it's like the season for this yeah, kind of stuff. It's our season. It's our season. So I think that there's that part of it is connected too, where it's like it just feels really good for a change of season, and for a lot of people, it's when school starts. Whether you're right. uh, whether you're a parent, whether yeah. you are going to university or you know student, it's like the it kind of restarts the year. Right. And it's kind of cool that like something else that we 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 like is also restarting. So yeah, I, I think that's part of it. Well, and, and you you said this word. There's a nostalgia factor, and for me, that's really true because so growing up, my dad w- was a construction worker and it was a blue collar guy working construction, and he was just gone all the time working. Mm-hmm. I mean, he worked many many hours, but my dad loved sports, mm-hmm. and so the one time my dad was home with us boys, you know, was either uh, watching a sporting event, specifically football, where we all hung out as a family and we watched football together, mm-hmm. or maybe when he came to one of our, you know, one of our football games or a sporting event. And so there's a real father-son nostalgia moment for me that, you know, that was the one time I connected with my dad, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that stuff like we're picking on football, but... um you know, you can go crazy and it's all you think about and your week is destroyed if your team loses. And and I think that's a little bit of a fallacy. Like that that's like a problem it, just in that you're just putting too much of your happiness, you know, and your mental well-being on, you know, a, a game and a chance game at that. But it doesn't mean you can't still really love it and be passionate and be bummed. Right. It's just different when you're like you're yeah. inconsolable for like three days because I know a couple friends like that where it's like that's probably a little bit unhealthy <laughs> that I forgot that place. But the, the great part about yeah. sports and, and about like um, this time of year is it's a real it can be a real gathering. It's like you get together with people. Maybe you you meet up at you know BW threes and and you're gonna watch some football together, or you have people over. And yep. and I think that's that's something that 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 I love and and my wife loves. We love the gathering element of like what it yes. does. So so yes. for instance, like my family, uh, we have a uh, fantasy football league that we we play together, and then the nice. winner. The winner um, gets like the last choice of a white elephant gift exchange, 
if we can when we get together around Christmas time. So that for those of you who are unfamiliar, white elephant, you get random gifts, and then like basically the first person has to pick a gift. They don't know what it is. You open it, and then everyone after you can do the same thing or steal your gift. So the person at the very end has kind of free reign over any gift they want. Right. And and so I say that because it, I have family all over. We have family in Nevada to Virginia to um, Maryland, uh, Ohio, East sure. Coast, West Coast. And it's a real kind of thing that we can all kind of connect on. So that's nice. really fun for us too. Nice. I love it. Well, and you know, that, that connection, that, like you said, that community, that connection, um, my, my good buddy, Adam, we will get together at his place and we're going to watch, we've already got a big thing planned for the Ohio state kickoff game and, you know, and we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff and, and, you know, I'm blessed that I have my family here close, my immediate family, like my kids, you know, and stuff. And so, all my kids, their spouses and girlfriends, all will be with us. We we love to get together and do stuff to get together. Maybe that's weird for today's society. I don't know, but we have great times. Mm-hmm. You know, we're actually planning our twenty three or twenty four vacation. You know, six of us all going together. You know, kind of deal. And so uh, I love that. So anyway, let's shift gears just a little bit here on the podcast. I'm curious, what do you? What have you been reading? And it can be something inspiring. It can be something just fiction that you've been enjoying. Mm-hmm. Well, is there anything you've been reading that's really kind of you're into right now? Um, I've been reading this book. It's a it's kind of like a, a bit of a leadership <laughs> book, which I read a lot of. Um, but I just really enjoy them. What kind them. of book was it? Like a leadership development oh, yeah, book. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. And wow. so the title of that's a little self-explanatory. You can kind of okay. paint a picture of um, basically, you know, what got you where you are in life and some maybe habits or traits or behaviors won't necessarily get you where you want to go. And so that, that's been really fun for me to read and to dive into a little bit. Okay. So. So, so how does that work where, because without certain traits and attributes, you're not going to get to where you are. I, I wouldn't have got to where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what is the shift? What is the argument and the shift that needs to happen to go ultimately where you want to go? So there's one because you can't fundamentally change who you are, right? Yeah. So I, I think I think that you know you and I would would say that you can change who you are by surrendering to to the Lord, right? Meaning, meaning that there's there's yeah. like kind of like there is a continual invitation to transformation and freedom. Right. Even who, who you and I are today. Uh, yeah, can, absolutely. Like, we're called to continue to grow. Okay, so so in that context, the one example in the book is about a uh, salesperson who um, works on Wall Street and was just like, I think he's making $2 million a year, just crushing it. Okay. And a highly productive person <laughs> for this investment firm. Lots of growth, lots of uh, profits coming in. He, of course, is enjoying that, and he is just kind of the best that they got. However, uh, when they when this consultant came, who's the author, um, to evaluate some of their high performers, uh, they found that this person was the hardest for anyone to work with. No one wanted to work with him. So he gained a lot of success through a skill set, right. but then was really distancing himself <laughs> from... Being a, wow. being a leader or an influencer in his space okay. because of his behavior that he he didn't want to listen to anyone and he realized like no what I'm like my formula works and as a result it started to his success brought him to a point but however in order to um, to entrust people to him 
the company just couldn't do it. They're like, we can't give you people to lead behind you because you you just you just wow. churn and burn That's them good. through your behavior, through yeah. your attitude, through your. Um, lack of sensitivity to like your those around you, and so that's sort of one of the examples of what got you somewhere won't necessarily get you to where you're ultimately heading, and to be have yeah, but, enough <clears throat> self introspection to recognize strengths and weaknesses. So then that begs the question: there comes a point in your journey where you have to shift your mindset from just achieving, achieving, achieving to building and legacy and what are you going to leave that's lasting? Is yeah. that how does that play into that? Is that some of that thing? I think so. I think so. And I know you're really passionate about legacy building, and I, I that's definitely the case. Is that is that if you're if you're in uh, in how do I say this? Kind of like a a solo act, just killing it, doing great stuff. Well, you, you know, you're engineering your life to continue to be a solo act. And so at some point that there's immediate gratification with success of that, but we're, we're, we're hardwired and built. You and I agree that we're, we're built for something beyond personal success, right. it, meaning like yeah. we're, we're actually built for something that influences people by who, who we are. And right. the greatest influence we can make is the way that we influence other people and for better or worse. And I think that that's where the book starts to really kind of trend towards is being more aware of who you are so that you can better influence those around you and leave things like a legacy, meaning you're not just going to be someone that's a really great, you know, salesperson and maybe you have lots of toys and, you know, you got cool cars or, you know, cool clothes and those sorts of, you know, little labels of success in the world. Well, it just doesn't, you're not influencing any, like you put it this way. You don't have much that I want if that's all you got. Oh, I and I see. think successful people has nothing to do with uh, your bank account. It has nothing to do with your um, your clothes, your status. It has to do with the level of satisfaction and influence you have in with those around you. What do you do when you encounter somebody who just can't come to that realization? How, how, how do you how do you exist in a space where it's just all, going to all be all about them because, and they've had success in that space. It's really tough. It's really tough. So, so sometimes, like when you have success in a certain lane in life, you you believe that your choices in other places in life are successful choices. Does that make sense? Oh, you yeah. kind of get a little overconfident and like, hey, I I really made, um, you know, I, I'm I'm a great salesperson, and so decisions I make in other areas of life are obviously going to be really good because I'm really good there. It kind of gives you an inflated sense of confidence. And as a result, can lead to some really, I'll, I'll say, poor decision making that you might be blind to, right. and and so um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a tough. It's a tough question. So there, I've heard this. I've heard uh, pastors say this. It always stuck with me. Is that you know. Uh, you have annoying people, or we'll just say frustrating people in your life. Right. I think we all can say yeah, yes yeah, to that. It's, sure. a, it's okay. Yeah. And the reason you can is because you are that annoying or frustrating person <laughs> to somebody else. And I think it's good. It's a good reminder of like, yes. of like, you know, even that yes. person that feels like they're in a For sure. sort of have blinders on to their own blind spots. You know, there's just there there just has to be a level of of acceptance of I can't change them, and I, that's not my job. But Boy, it's really powerful when someone does want to go on a journey of change. 
Yeah. I, I think when a person, when that light bulb comes on, that's when that person becomes, they have a transformative experience and they become that legacy leader or that person down the road. Like if, yeah. if, I'm, yeah. the, if I'm the president of a company and I see one guy that's just killing it and performing great at a level, let's say he's performing at a level 50 and all his colleagues are around, you know, the high performers are in their 38s, 37s, 36s. Um, I, I can take what he does, but if he, if he doesn't get the con and he, his, his, that level 50 producer, his goal may be to one day run the whole company. Mm. But if he doesn't realize he's got to bring along the whole team because he may be at a level 50 and killing it and doing great and producing. But if he's got 20 colleagues that are at a 38, the the whole is way out producing him. Yeah. And the goal is that as an owner of a company, and ownership is to bring the whole thing. You want the whole company to come up. Right. And right. and and that's where maybe you can, you know, uh the numbers do work in his favor, but also the numbers for the whole don't lie either. Right. I think, you know. I agree. I agree. And and that's maybe you point that's the way you can point that out to to someone who is that high achiever kind of a deal. Well, you know, I think that that people people look at how you handle mistakes uh, and are more impacted by that than how you handle success. So you can you can do all things right. Well, some, sometimes that's really hard for people to yeah. aspire to because yeah. they're just like you're just way better than me at that. Like you're a nicer person, and you're just you handle the situation. You you have a natural gifting that I could never have. The and and what what happens is people actually don't get inspired for that. People get really inspired to change or get really inspired. You you inspire respect from those around you by handling failures and obstacles wow. differently. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. So it's like it's like how you handle yes. yourself failing says a lot more about you and wins the respect of those around you that then that then gives an inroad for influence in their life. So it's just really hard for someone to um, how do I say this? Go to new levels of, of respect for a person if they've never seen the way they handle conflict, if they've never seen the way that they handle a failure. Title and success don't mean anything. It's your behavior because the right person will eventually move into all those areas of titles and success. Wow. The, the, the one, when I say the right person, just the one that's responding to the problem, uh, even their blind spots with an attitude of change, with an attitude of, how can I get better at this? Yeah, and and man, it takes it takes humility. It, yeah, it, and and I think I think that 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 is that right there, man. I tell you what, it's nothing better than getting around someone who uh, has a humble attitude and a and a hardworking spirit. <laughs> like there's just like the, uh, that that there's something about, that person can be so teachable. There's, there's something about accepting responsibility in the midst of your peers, and and owning and and having real ownership you know yeah. we talked about that in season one a lot we about, did you're right we did. about extreme ownership you yeah. know and uh dr robert lewis who an author i love um who kind of put himself on the map with a book raising a modern day knight i think was the book he wrote but um he's got a a thing called the men's fraternity and it's a christian organization and it's kind of raising how to raise up what mm. he calls a real man mm. and and his concept of a real man he uses the acronym for real and he says a real man will R, reject passivity. 
they will accept responsibility, they will lead courageously, and they will expect God's greater reward in their life. Mm. And um, he talks about those four pillars, and one of them is accepting responsibility, leading. And and sometimes in accepting responsibility, you cover those around you who may have been a a a a, a target point or a source point of that problem. Yeah. But you build them up by saying, I'm going to have ownership here, and this is my team, so if this happened, I need to fix the problem somewhere here, you wow. know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, just, I just love that, that concept of, 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 of ownership and accepting responsibility and, and, and moving forward. You know? I, you know, it's so foreign to you, Roger, because especially for those... <laughs> yes, you know, for, Yeah, yes. like, like for those of you who might work in, we'll just say more of like a corporate environment, here, here's something that drives me crazy is when you come in and you're you're late to something and you say hey thanks for your patience rather than hey I'm sorry for my lateness <laughs> thank thanks for your patience I, I get it it's a way to kind of bypass ownership the problem uh, is like it doesn't it, that's a that's a great example of a poor leadership model yes I agree versus I agree coming 100%. in versus coming in and saying you know what hey guys my apologies, I, I was running late this morning, or, hey, guys, sorry, I, I got something going on here that took my time. I'm so sorry that I wasn't here sooner. Or just quite frankly, hey, guys, I'm sorry I'm causing a little bit of lateness here. Let's get going. When, when someone comes in and says those things, they automatically, like for me personally, I'm like, oh, I get it. I think yeah. we've all been there before. It just, yeah, It's awesome. Should, yeah. Let's start talking. Yeah. But when someone comes in and they're like, hey, thanks for your patience, everyone. There's no ownership <laughs> on that. It's just one of those little things that peeves me. Maybe you guys out there don't yeah. relate to that. That's totally fine. But I think that, that taking, well, taking yeah. ownership, like you said, is, is a powerful tool because would you rather have your children, Roger, you, you've, you've raised kids, you know, um, I'm starting a family much later in life than you did, but you've raised kids. Would you rather have your kids say, I'm sorry, learn to say, I'm sorry, or learn to say, I'm glad I was right. I, I was right. You of <laughs> much course. rather, much rather have them say, I'm sorry. And, yeah. and, and with people, I, I don't think we should, we like our leadership model for ourselves or families, uh, maybe our, our workplaces, whatever that looks like, your ministries shouldn't look like you're doing everything right. It should look like someone constantly taking ownership and saying, right. yeah. and saying, my bad, my bad. What, yeah. When it is your bad, just own it. Versus, versus yeah. coming up to a meeting being, you know, hey, everyone, yeah. I'm glad, uh, I, I I'm glad book, it's not my fault today. And I'm not trying to rehash season one, but that book, Extreme Ownership, it really forces you when, when, when a problem from your team happens and it was, you know who it was on your team that caused the problem. So easy to default and say, well, if you know, so and so would have just done this, we'd have been all right. That's not extreme ownership. Extreme right. ownership says, I failed somewhere in the line of communication yeah. that, that caused that problem to happen. You yeah. know? Yep. I, I just I don't know. I, I love that. And my wife says I'm a little bit when it comes to time, I need to learn to give more grace when it comes to time because mm. i'm a um i come from the lombardi school of <laughs> being on time is seven minutes before the event starts mm. anything after that is you're late right yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> but i was that's the way my parents yeah. raised me they they raised me this that way you yeah know, so. well i think it's it's like we all have kind of holes in our playbook that we need to get back to what we were talking about earlier have enough enough of a sense of our weaknesses that we can we can at least work on them we can at least be aware of it because i think that in order for you to not just be on a journey that you're on but go to new places and i personally just think most of us who most of us have no idea what the next 15 years holds 
Right. Really, like personally. Like you have no idea what the next 15 years could hold for you. And I think that the person that will demand, the, the person that's going to be in that space uh, is going to demand something more of who I currently am. So I need to grow into those shoes, so to speak. Wow. And not in this pressure-ridden way, not yeah. in this like, yeah. it's just in a way of like, okay, in order for me to get from where I am to where where I might be going, where God might be calling, where he might be carving a way forward for for us individually, I probably need to get to strengthen some things. I probably right. need to get a little better at stuff. So anyway, so that, that's so, some of what that book was. So Excellent. So as we wrap up the podcast this week, Sean, uh, leave our leave our listeners with a thought. What is something then that you'd like them to take away from this? What's something that just what's just one thing maybe that they could, um, you know, think about and and ponder, meditate on, consider this week? You know, from our conversation about about what we've been talking about. I think that one thing um, is. How can, and I think you and I talk about this a bit, how can you serve the environment that you're in? I think that that's the right. start. So yeah. that's the start of getting the blinders off. Yeah. Is how can I serve the environment that I'm in? Oh, that's so good. Whether it's your family, maybe it's your, maybe uh, classmates, whether it's coworkers, whether it's friends, how can I show up and actually serve an environment? And that doesn't mean you, you know, you're, you're, you get in the spotlight. It's not seeking that. It's, it's actually probably more of the hidden things that most people might not see. But how can I serve the environments that I'm in um, and strengthen them? Because when we start to do that, we're probably going to get outside of our comfort zone, out of the things we want to do, and begin to, to move to those spaces that actually benefits others more than it benefits ourselves. Um, and so, so just thinking that way is helpful to begin to sort of get out of um, a lane of just where you might be really like successful and really strong and just getting into a space that uh, you can help other people do that. Nice. Nice. Well, that's going to wrap it up. That's a good place to stop for this this week's episode. Um, if you're interested in more episodes of the Two Slices podcast, man, we're everywhere. We're on Spotify. Uh, we're, we are on uh, uh, iHeartRadio. We are on uh, uh, SoundCloud. All the, all the places Apple you can. Podcasts, Apple yeah, Podcasts. Google Play. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Two Slices Podcast. I, I do post questions and thoughts and, and updates there. Um, just follow the podcast and you'll you'll be notified when, when a new one releases. Uh, but you can find us everywhere. But that's going to wrap it up, Sean, for this week's episode. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for joining us, guys. All right, we'll see you next time.